Hello, my name is Sarah Sloan, and you're listening to the Sarah Sloan Podcast. Wow, wow, wow. I don't even know why I'm saying wow. I just felt like it in that moment. So crazy how that can happen. Okay, I this is a bit of a different start to the show, but I wanted to start it with this, a recommendation. And I know that typically whenever someone recommends something... No one listens, no one does it, but I hope that you actually do uh, listen to this recommendation. If you can, if you have the opportunity, there is a lady who, she was from North Korea, she was a human rights, uh, she's a human rights activist, and her name is, gosh, I'm probably going to botch the pronunciation, Yeonmi Park, so it's Y-E-O-N-M-I, and then last name Park, just like a park. And yeah, she, she has a book in order to live a North Korean girl's journey to freedom. I haven't read the book, but basically if you, if you look her up on YouTube, you're going to see, she's been on several people's podcasts and has done multiple interviews, but she really tells you what life is like in North Korea. She didn't even know, um, a large part, a large part of the human vocabulary of love you speak in we, you never say I, you're not an individual. Um, you have to give the, the North Korean government a certain amount of your poop every month. That's not a joke. That's actually something that happens in North Korea. Um, typically, you're trafficked uh, you know, as a sex slave to the people that are high up in the government. Um, the people there are much shorter than the people in South Korea because of malnutrition. I could go on and on and on. There is so much that she shares and experiences, and she comes to the U.S. through the grace of God, and she's even grateful for the man that trafficked her, that was raping her, because if she had not had him in her life, she would not be in the U.S. But now she's beginning to see that the U.S. is becoming just like North Korea. Obviously, it's not quite there yet, but there's a lot of similarities and she speaks on it and she's trying to make sure that the U.S. does not become like North Korea. And so she's just using her voice super well. So um, if you have the opportunity, Yeonmi Park is her name. And yeah, she just has a beautiful heart. And it, yeah, I, I got emotional listening to an interview of her. So um, enough about that, though. That's totally up to you. You do you, boo. The thing that frustrated me the, the most about this was a few years back, uh, somebody I knew and was very close to said, oh yeah, did you know North Korea has a 100% literacy rate? And that comment still sticks with me. It is so incredibly frustrating that somebody actually, that was in the university, that was at where I went, University of Oklahoma, that was taught there, and people actually believed it. And she says, this lady says that she had the knowledge of like a one-year-old. She didn't know anything. They were like, do you know about Africa? She's like, what's in Africa? She didn't know anything. Oh, yeah, but, you know, uh, Kim Jong-un, the dictator, says that they have a 100% literacy rate, and us dumb Americans, we believe it. So that, yeah. So please listen to her if you get the chance, and pray for the people in North Korea. I, we think we have it so hard here. We have no idea. We have no idea of what actual oppression is like. And I was so reminded of that. Now I'm going to switch to a story that doesn't even feel... (laughs)
very relevant, you know, just North Korea and then now to this. Okay. But it's still interesting. So I'm going to talk about it. Um, the movie Black Widow, Scarlett Johansson, and she is a star of that movie Black Widow. And it's part of the Marvel uh, movie verse that makes so much money. And basically, she decided to sue Disney. She filed a lawsuit, and it was because the movie Black Widow, it was released in theaters, just like normal, but Disney has also been doing this thing on Disney+. And for $30 on Disney+, Plus, you can purchase the movie, and then you're able to stream it on Disney+, Plus at the same time as it's out in the movie theater. So she said that she claimed that the company violated her agreement with Marvel um, that guaranteed Black Widow an exclusive theatrical release. And I think she said that this cost her like $50 million. Uh, Black Widow did make a lot of money outside of the theater. It made $60 million for Disney+. And just seeing that made her angry. Her salary is largely tied to the box office performance. Uh, which may have been taken away by some of this home release stuff. So, uh, yeah, another interesting note. Um, let's see. Black Widow did earn $80 million at its opening weekend in the box office, uh, which was a record for the pandemic times, but it was not great for Marvel movies, which usually do super well. And Spider-Man Far From Home, which was in 2019, that brought $185 million during its first weekend. So $80 million versus $185 million. So we can understand why she's a little bit upset. Um, I certainly understand her frustration. And Disney, they responded to her by saying that the lawsuit was especially sad and distressing in its callous disregard for the horrific and prolonged global effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. Which, oh my goodness. What a petty and emotional <laughs> response for a company to take. Basically, wow, COVID has affected people. And you're going to complain about this? Okay, so like, you know, how can we argue this? Both sides are wanting more money. So who has the moral high ground here? She could say, she could say, hey, you guys could have given me more money through this by not having this on the Disney Plus stream, which I think actually a lot of people would be fine with if they just waited a week and then put the movie on Disney Plus for the $30. That would help a lot just for that, that box office uh, weekend. But they're going to say, wow, you're so greedy and you're disregarding the the covid well disney you're greedy because you're getting all this money that you were supposed to pay to her that was in the contractual agreement so i i don't think it's going to go anywhere though <laughs> and i think that other people are starting to get kind of upset about it as well because yeah disney is just doing this now i wonder now this will happen but i wonder if People will not want to work with Disney or star in movies, but come on, they're going to still do it. Disney can do whatever it wants, and then they'll just claim the moral high ground that, oh, you're being careless and you're not even worrying about the global effects of COVID-19, blah, 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 whatever. That's Disney for you. Okay, so I don't know if you've heard 
but I have. Um, Andrew Cuomo, New York governor. He's had this ongoing thing of just being a terrible governor. Uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, he was seen as the savior for COVID, that um, he was operating the state so well and the people were alive only because of him. He got a book de- deal out of it. I think it was like a $5 million book deal. And then he got an Emmy for his TV performance whenever he was doing daily briefings. Pretty gross stuff, but, you know, are you really surprised? So he also had, um, this was the worst part of what he did. He had all of these people kind of crammed into uh, nursing homes, all these elderly people. And it's said to be believed that a lot of elderly people died because of his decision to send people back to nursing homes when they really should have received hospital care. Uh, Trump even tried to give a hospital ship so people, you know, could be spaced out more. And there were many hospital beds there. And I think he used like 20% of it. He didn't really want Trump to look good. So, you know, just putting people's lives at stake. Um, so that that's really probably the worst thing that he did, um, which is terrible because he essentially killed people with his decisions, which is a big deal. And then he didn't apologize. He blamed everybody else. Um, pretty sad. Um, and then... The thing that obviously is culturally relevant, um, which is terrible and very sad, but I, I don't know. I, I It always frustrates me that basically he's sexually harassed people. Sexual harassment is terrible. It is absolutely terrible. Murder is worse. Murder is worse than sexual harassment. Can we agree on that? <laughs> For some reason, it's like kind of hard to nowadays. I don't know why. You lose your life. You're sexually harassed. Um, but yeah, he sexually harassed a lot of people and uh, the New York Attorney General has uh, kind of had investigations going and lots of evidence and yeah, Cuomo should be let out, but l- let's listen to, we're going to go through a series of clips and kind of understand everything that's going on and we'll start off with uh, the Attorney General, I think her name, Letitia James is her name including documents, emails, texts, audio files, and pictures. These interviews and pieces of evidence reveal a deeply disturbing yet clear picture. Governor Cuomo sexually harassed current and former state employees in violation of both federal and state laws. The independence investigation found that Governor Cuomo sexually harassed multiple women, many of whom were young women, by engaging in unwanted groping, kisses, hugging, and by making inappropriate comments. Further, the governor and his senior team took actions to retaliate against at least one former employee for coming forward with her story, her truth. Governor Cuomo's administration fostered a toxic workplace that enabled harassment and created a hostile work environment where staffers did not feel comfortable coming forward with complaints about sexual harassment due to a climate of fear and given the power dynamics. The investigators found that Governor Cuomo's actions and those of the executive chamber violated multiple state and federal laws as well as the executive chamber's own written policies. 
This investigation has revealed conduct that corrodes the very fabric and character of our state government and shines light on injustice that can be present at the highest levels of government. But none of this, none of this would have been illuminated if not for the heroic women who came forward. And I am inspired by all the brave women who came forward. But more importantly, I believe them. And I thank them for their bravery. And I thank the independent investigators for their professionalism, despite the attacks, and for their dogged determination that brought us to the truth. And now we will hear from June Kim and Ann Clark, who will walk us through the report and their findings. Okay, so... Yeah, she pretty much just says it there. Um, something to know about her. She is extremely liberal. And here, just for kind of what's happening with all this, it's, it's pretty obvious that people want him out as governor. Some liberals do. Not every liberal. But it, it seems that they they may not seem as worth it anymore. But what I find frustrating about what she said is how she said it. She didn't just lay out the, the facts. The facts speak for themselves. The testimony speaks for itself. You don't have to do this whole her truth. Like, what is this her truth? She spoke her truth. There is lies, and there is the truth. But that's a problem with the society. We believe that there's her truth, there's his truth. No. There's one set truth, and it is the truth. Either Cuomo did it, or he did not do it. I'm inclined to believe he did it, but I will also say that uh, some people have been saying that the way that she did, she had these investigations was, she was just really biased. Um, so that, that is frustrating to hear, because, okay, they're doing that with him. Well, what if someone's investigating you or I and they have that motive to try to get us? You want honest honest people trying to do these investigations. So um, the New York mayor, New York City mayor, Bill de Blasio, uh, I'm going to play a clip of him uh, calling for Cuomo's resignation. Who knows? Maybe, well, Bill de Blasio, he did run for president and did terribly. I wonder if he's going for Cuomo's job as governor. Huh. So I um, wanted to ask about Governor Cuomo. When I asked you yesterday um, outside the governor's office in Midtown if you believed the governor should be prosecuted, you said you wanted to leave that to, uh, to prosecutors. However, on CBS this morning, you said that you think he should be prosecuted. So w what changed there? I got, like everyone, I've been getting more and more information hour by hour. And when I saw you uh, initially there, I hadn't had a chance to see as much of the report as I saw after or see the uh, press conference with the attorney general and the investigators. Uh, it, clearly, there's grounds for prosecution. 
but the most important thing right now is for the governor to resign and end the agony he's putting the state of New York through and end the pain that these 11 women are going through uh, who were wronged in every sense in an unacceptable manner. And I want to state again, him trying to put out some video, slick video, to say it's culturally okay to harass and assault women, that's ridiculous. And it was an embarrassment. And it's not okay. It never was okay. It wasn't okay 50 years ago. It wasn't okay 100 years ago. So stop with this attempt to say culturally somehow he's you know, allowed to do what he did. No, it's not acceptable. He needs to resign. Let's get this over with because the entire state has spoken now. The people have spoken. The leaders have spoken. It's time to go. Go ahead, Chris. It's time to go. Well, I, I agree with him. It is time to go. Uh, I wanted to read a, a few stories of the people that they found from this investigation. So, a straight, uh, there was one person, it was a state trooper who Cuomo successfully sought, sought to have assigned to his security detail. Um, this, this woman was really not qualified to be a state trooper for Cuomo, but he wanted her for this and so he apparently kissed her cheek he touched her belly and back and made inappropriate gender-based remarks to and about her asking why she did not wear a dress she's a state trooper <laughs> imagine if state troopers had to wear dresses hey why you ain't why you ain't wearing a dress um okay so then there were a lot of other troopers they witnessed what happened um yeah so but she wasn't. She was not identified by name, and she has not told her story publicly. So I just wanted to make that known. And then there was a woman who worked in Cuomo's office who became visibly emotional, watching a press conference early this year in which Cuomo denied ever touching anyone inappropriately. She told colleagues Cuomo had reached under her blouse and groped her breast in his office at the governor's mansion three months earlier. The governor's staff later reported the allegations to Albany police. The woman also told investigators Cuomo had on various occasions since 2019 grabbed her buttocks, kissed her on the lips, hugged her inappropriately, and pried into her personal life. Cuomo says he never groped her, pointing to text messages the executive assistant sent to other staff on that day in question, indicating nothing was amiss. As evidence, it didn't happen. And he told investigators she initiated the hugs and that he was more in the reciprocal business. So the governor asked her about her love life, including whether she had sex with older men, whether she had been with older men, and whether she was monogamous. He also told her he was lonely. It wanted to be touched. That would be very... Comforting to hear from a boss, Sarah said sarcastically. So, Bennett complained to administration officials that she felt like the governor was hitting on her. She was transferred to another job. That's how you handle that situation. The administration did not formally investigate or report the allegations to the governor's Office of Employee Relations. And Cuomo apologized to Bennett in a recorded video released in response to the Attorney General's report saying that he had been trying to counsel her after she confided in him that she is a sexual assault survivor because someone in his family 
had suffered a similar experience. I wonder if he was also a guilty culprit. We may never know. Okay, so I'm going to play part of his uh, his video and his defense of himself. Keep some of what I said in mind, the context of what I said, the stuff that he did in mind as, as we listen to him. I am 63 years old. I've lived my entire adult life in public view. That is just not who I am. And that's not who I have ever been. There is one complaint that has been made that bothered me most. That was a complaint made by a young woman, Charlotte Bennett, who worked in my office. And it's important to me that you fully understand the situation. Charlotte worked in my office last year as an assistant. She was smart, talented, and eager to learn. She identified herself to me as a survivor of sexual assault. She said that she came to work in my administration because of all the progress we had made in fighting sexual assault. She talked about the personal trauma that she endured and how she was handling it. I could see how it had affected her. I could see her pain. People now ask me, why was I even talking to this young woman if I knew she was dealing with such issues? Why did I even engage with her? That is the obvious and fair question, and one I have thought a lot about. The truth is that her story resonated deeply with me. I had heard the same story before, with the same ugliness, the same injustice, the same damage. Not only had I heard the story before, I had lived with a story before. My own family member is a survivor of sexual assault in high school. I have watched her live and suffer with the trauma. I would do anything to make it go away for her. But it never really goes away. I spent countless days and nights working through these issues with her and therapists and counselors. I'm governor of the state of New York, but I felt powerless to help and felt that I had failed her. I couldn't take the pain away. I still can't. And this young woman brought it all back. She is about the same age. I thought I had learned a lot about the issue from my family's experience. I thought I could help her work through a difficult time. I did ask her questions I don't normally ask people. I did ask her how she was doing and how she was feeling. And I did ask questions to try to see if she had positive support of dating relationships. I know too well the manifestations of sexual assault trauma and the damage that it can do in the aftermath. I was trying to make sure she was working her way through it the best she could. I thought I had learned enough and had enough personal experience to help her, but I was wrong. I have heard Charlotte and her lawyer and I understand what they are saying. 
but they read into comments that I made and draw inferences that I never meant. They ascribe motives I never had. And simply put, they heard things that I just didn't say. Charlotte, I want you to know that I am truly and deeply sorry. I brought my personal experience into the workplace, and I shouldn't have done that. I was trying to help. Obviously, I didn't. I am even more sorry that I further complicated the situation. My goal was the exact opposite. I wish nothing but good for you and for all survivors of sexual assault. There is another complaint I want to address from a woman in my office who said that I groped her in my home office. Let me be clear, that never happened. She wants anonymity, and I respect that. So I am limited by what I can say. But her lawyer has suggested that she will file a legal claim for damages. That will be decided in a court of law. Trial by newspaper or biased reviews are not the way to find the facts in the So that person, Bennett, the majority of the video, he discusses her, and that was one that I just read about. You know, so he saw that she was just like a family member. So the way that I've always learned... I'm saying this all sarcastically, by the way. The way I've always learned to speak to someone who's on undergone sexual assault is to ask about the person's love life, to ask whether or not uh, she's had sex with older men or if she's been monogamous, to tell her that that I'm lonely and want to be touched. Like, what? what is this? But you could tell that that complaint bothered him more than any of the others. It really, really bothered him. I don't know why. I don't know why. I, I'm it's interesting to me. Maybe he felt that he had the best argument to go with that one and the best like kind of personal family ex excuse. But I listened to that. I'm just thinking, what? <laughs> what are you saying? So apparently there was also, um, there was a woman who, uh, he tapped and grabbed her butt when they posed for a photo in a 2019 event sponsored by her organization. She told friends about it at the time. But yeah, that's just a friendly thing to do. You know, everybody I see, I just tap and grab the, the buttocks. You know, it's just, it's just showing a person I care. Hey, hey, look at me. I care about you. There was also a energy company worker. Cuomo ran his fingers on the lettering that ran across the chest of her shirt when they met in a rope line at a 2017 event. He then told her he was going to say there was a spider on her shoulder and proceeded to brush her chest with his hand. That's, that's wonderful. I'd say, dude, leave the spider there. I would rather have a, 20 spiders all over me than have you touch my shoulder but that's just me so yeah she told the other attendees what happened 
investigators found, but she didn't come forward until seeing Cuomo's press conference this year, or, uh, denying when he's, he basically denied that he touched anybody inappropriately. Um, there was Lindsay Boylan. Uh, the report found that Cuomo kissed, touched, and made inappropriate comments to Lindsay while she served in various roles working closely with the governor. He commented on Boylan's physical appearance and attractiveness, compared her to a former girlfriend, and suggested they play strip poker. It's just a fun game. It's just a fun game. What do you do that's so wrong? So the Attorney General's report also said that the executive chamber actively engaged in an effort to discredit her. Yeah, I'm sure. So, oh, there's so many. There's so many accusations. But I did want to play this. Basically, um, Jen Psaki is answering questions from the uh, from the press, and they ask about this. So I, I wanted you to hear what she had to say. In March, President Biden said that New York Governor Andrew Cuomo should resign if the New York Attorney General's investigation confirmed allegations of sexual harassment. Today, the investigation found that Cuomo engaged in unwanted groping and kissing of at least 11 women, including current and former state employees. Does the president believe Governor Cuomo should resign? Well, the president just said uh, that he's going to speak to this later this afternoon and share his views. So I'm not going to get ahead of his ahead of his comments. I'll make later. Have there been any conversations today between the governor's office and anyone here at the White House? No, there are not. And why even, why, why the delay? Why not have a, did the president watch the governor's video earlier? Again, the president will give his own reaction to, of course, the uh, announcement this morning uh, and uh, give his own view uh, later this afternoon. Go ahead. Uh, first, following up on that rule in New York now where the mayor says if you're not vaccinated, you can't go to an indoor restaurant, a gym, or a show. Does the White House think that that is fair to people who may have a religious reason for not wanting the vaccine or who might just be waiting for the FDA to approve it fully before they get it? Uh, the administration and the White House and the president uh, support steps by localities uh, to uh, to take steps to protect people in their states and their communities, to incentivize uh, people getting vaccinated. I, I don't know all the specific details if they have exemptions, so I'd point you to them. Okay, and then I know that the president is going to speak a little bit about his thoughts on this uh, attorney general report in New York. In February, he invited Governor Cuomo to the White House for the next governor's conference. Does that invitation still stand? I think I'll let the president speak to his views later this afternoon. Okay, and then the Justice Department re recently dropped its civil rights investigation into Governor Cuomo's handling of the COVID nursing home deaths. Does the administration want the Justice Department to initiate a civil rights investigation into these harassment allegations revealed today? We do something new here that feels foreign from the last four years and allow the Justice Department to act independently on investigations. Okay, and then the New York Attorney General says about the Cuomo accusers, I believe them. Does the president believe them? Again, the president's going to speak to this later this afternoon, so I will point to, to his comments, and I'm sure you will all be tuning in. He also said he'd take some questions. Go ahead. Ooh, she was ticked as a ticker. She did not like that. I hate to say this. Her job is to speak on behalf of the president. So speak on the behalf of the president. She She's just circle back Saki. Don't answer a question. Like, come on. Okay, so... Did, did Biden even have much to say about it? You know, 
that that's the question you on coronavirus but first i'd like to start with the news of the day given back in march you said that if the investigation confirmed the allegations against governor cuomo then he should resign so will you now call on him to resign given the investigator said the 11 women were credible i stand by that statement are you now calling on him to resign yes and if he doesn't resign do you believe he should be impeached and removed from office let's take one thing at a time here i think he should resign I understand that the state legislature may decide to impeach. I don't know that for a fact. I've not read all that data. And he's using a photo of you embracing him in his self-defense to say that these are commonplace kind of embraces that he made and the allegations against him. Do you condone that? Look, I'm not going to flyspeck this. I am sure there are some embraces that were totally innocent. But apparently, the attorney general decided there were things that weren't. Very strong statement from our very strong president. Soft-spoken. Yeah, um, they, they have to. Basically, the Me Too movement has taken a lot of people, you know, out of their positions because of claims of sexual harassment. Uh, some true, some false, you know? And... Yeah, some have been very unfair, if we're being real. But if they had not said anything with this, if they had not said he has to go, that looks so bad for the Democrats. So I, I'm glad. I'm glad that you know they're at least following their their word and you know sticking with it. Um, it it's a this is a huge deal. So. Would have been a huge mistake, a very, very large mistake for them to not take it seriously. So, um, definitely glad that they did so. And, well, you've got to decide for yourself. Do you think, do you think that he is going to be removed? My answer is no, because look at how they treated Brett Kavanaugh, the Supreme Court justice. They were simply a thought, a thought of one person when he was in high school at a party that he got on top of the woman and was kissing her forcibly. He was drunk. He didn't know what he was doing, but he still did it and it impacted her. And there was no evidence of this. She changed her story multiple times and they hammered him. The Democrats did everything in their power that they could to try to stop him from being a Supreme Court justice. And they were almost successful. They really almost were successful. You know, luckily, luckily they didn't, they didn't get away with it. But gosh, it was close. It, it, was, it was too close. Um, so I'm going to play a little bit more of uh, Cuomo's statement, if that's all right with you. Is it all right with you? Okay, let's do it. Page picture of me touching a woman's face at a wedding and then kissing her on the cheek. That is not front page news. I've been making the same gesture in public all my life. I actually learned it from my mother and from my father. Put your parents it under the bus. It is meant to convey warmth, nothing more. 
Indeed, there are hundreds, if not thousands, of photos of me using the exact same gesture. I do it with everyone, black and white, young and old, straight and LGBTQ, powerful people, friends, strangers, people who I meet on the street. After the event, the woman told the press that she took offense at the gesture. And for that, I apologize. Another woman stated that I kissed her on the forehead at our Christmas party and that I said, ciao, Bella. Now, I don't remember doing it, but I'm sure that I did. I do kiss people on the forehead. I do kiss people on the cheek. I do kiss people on the hand. I do embrace people. I do hug people, men and women. I do on occasion say, ciao, Bella. On occasion, I do slip and say, sweetheart or darling or honey. I do banter with people. I do tell jokes, some better than others. I am the same person in public as I am in private. You have seen me do it on TV through all my briefings and for 40 years before that. I try to put people at ease. I try to make them smile. I try to connect with them. And I try to show my appreciation and my friendship. I now understand that there are generational or cultural perspectives that, frankly, I hadn't fully appreciated. And I have learned from this. Now, the state already has an advanced sexual harassment training program for all employees, including me. But I want New York State government to be a model of office behavior. And I have brought in an expert to design a new sexual harassment policy and procedures and to train the whole team, myself included. I accept responsibility. And we are making changes. Golly. <laughs> He's so good. He is so good at this. I I'm sorry that I, I loved you too much. I'm sorry that I cared too much. Dude, you touched my breast and my buttocks. You kissed me forcibly. I'm not talking about a handshake and you, you saying ciao, Bella. Ciao, Bella. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about you just being really nice. I would have had no problem with that. That would not have bothered me. The problem is you touching my inappropriate parts and thinking that's okay. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you saying you want to play strip poker with me and making me sing Danny Boy. He is so good at this. And that's why that's why he's governor. That's why he's governor, because he knows what to say. I'm sorry, I'm Italian. I love a people. I'll never do it again. I want to live in a place where nobody touches anybody or looks at anybody. Like, come on. 
You know that's not what it was. But he's good. You got to give him that. So, we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. Really, it he should be impeached. If these claims are true. Like I said, I lean, I lean more towards them being true. Of, of course, you really never know. You really never know nowadays, but... Yeah, I do. I, I lean towards them being true just because, man, as a video that I was playing for you was uh, going, and he was saying he kisses this and this and this, he, ki- he kisses a ton of people. Like, honestly, I, I don't know how he did it whenever people were wearing masks. How did he survive? Maybe he just, like, cut a little hole in the ma- in the mask and where his lips were so that he could continue his kisses. I don't know. I'm just, I'm amazed. But, <laughs> okay, you know you know about Andrew Cuomo now. You can't complain and say you don't know about him anymore because everybody's been complaining to me. Okay, so let's go to the verse. Psalm 33, 9 and 10. For he spoke and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. The Lord brings the counsel. Of the nations to nothing. He makes the plans of the peoples no of no effect. Yeah, that is so true. God when God speaks, you know he speaks. It's just so different than anything else. And he has so much authority. He has so much more authority than than anybody, than Cuomo, than the president, than us, than our boss. You know, we all think that we, we know people that have authority that um, we just, we can't compare to God. And yeah, we there's these world powers, there's these things that, you know, political things that, that go on and yeah, we just, we get too much into it. Because the reality with this Cuomo situation, Cuomo is doing evil and I hope he does good. I hope that he really actually does learn from this. And whether or not he's governor anymore, I, I hope he has a life of purity, of seeking God's face, of chasing after him, relationship with God, and of restoration. I want that for him. I don't want him to be thrown away in shame, to never be seen of or heard of again, because we should be able to bounce back it doesn't matter how, how much wrong we've done or how much evil we've done. We should always get a chance for redemption. And Cuomo deserves that as well. We deserve that. We deserve grace from one another to forgive one another because we want that. So, yeah. So I, I really hope that Cuomo has a blessed life and he learns from this and and I, I also hope that the people who were affected by him can forgive him and can do better than they've ever done in their life, can have more success and more prosperity and more blessing than they've ever had in their life. And I really think that that is how we're supposed to be. Not this attitude of Cuomo should go away in shame, these women should always feel dirty because of the way that Cuomo treated them. No, that's not life. That's not good. That's not what we want. And if this happens to us, if, if something awful like this happens to us, well, it happened, and what are we going to do? 
Are we going to always be angry and bitter? Or are we going to really chase for righteousness and truth? I always think of Joyce Meyer. Joyce Meyer was sexually harassed by her father. She's a Christian speaker, if you don't know of her. She was sexually harassed by her father for the majority of her childhood. Her mother walked in on them as he was doing terrible acts to his daughter. And the mother did nothing, said nothing. And Joyce Meyer was bitter and enraged. She felt that she was dirty. She felt that she was the cause of it all. And later, as she got closer to God, she felt that, you know, her parents were old. She, she felt that God was telling her to take care of them. And so she began to... Um, yeah, pay for them for, you know, their whole lifestyle, you know, keep them in her home, take them to the hospital. And she didn't want to do that, but she felt God uh, wanted her to do it. And her father ended up accepting Christ and apologizing for what he had done. He said he didn't know why he did it. He said that that was something that his, his father had done to him or other family members had done to him. The mother said that she was sorry, that she just didn't know what to do. She felt that she couldn't leave him. She would have no options. There is restoration. Joyce Meyer, it, crazily enough, she says that she is almost grateful that it happened because she doesn't think she'd be the person that she is today if that had not happened. What a crazy, crazy thing to say. Just like at the beginning of the show, it's kind of all tying together. I didn't even mean for that to happen with that uh, lady from North Korea. The man that was that had raped her over and over and over again. She was grateful for him because he was the method for her to go to the U.S. And imagine being in North Korea thinking that one day, oh, I'll be on Joe Rogan's podcast. I'll be on Jordan Peterson's podcast. I'll be on Glenn Beck's podcast. I'll be quoted by the New York Times. Imagine that. God can twist any situation. God can make something that was terrible into something good. So I, I, yeah, you know, I, I don't want to be nasty towards Cuomo and towards the victims of Cuomo because I believe God has good things for them because I believe God has good things for us, for you that's listening. So I pray that you be blessed and that you have a wonderful day and say a little prayer for the good old Cuomo. Goodbye.